Jai Radha Madhava Kunja Bihari Jai Radha Madhava Kunja Bihari Gopi Janavalava Girivadadari Gopi Janavalava Girivadadari Yashodanandana Braja Janaranjana Yashodanandana Braja Janaranjana Yashodanandana Braja Janaranjana Yashodanandana Braja Janaranjana Jamuna Tira Vanachari Munatira Vanachari Jamuna Tira Vanachari Jamuna Tira Vanachari Jayarada Madhava Kunjabi Hari Jayarada Madhava Kunjabi Hari Jayagopi Janavalava Girivadadari Jayagopi Janavalava Girivadadari Jayagopi Janavalava Girivadadari Jaya Gopi Janavalava Girivada Dari Yashoda Nandana Braja Janaranjana Yashoda Nandana Braja Janaranjana Yashoda Nandana Braja Janaranjana Yashoda Nandana Braja Janaranjana Jamuna Tira Vanachari Jamuna Tira Vanachari Jamuna Tira Vanachari Tira Vanachari Jayarada Madhava Kunjabihari Jayarada Madhava Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, 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 Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Jaya Bhakti Siddhanta Swami Prabhupada Jaya Bhakti Siddhanta Swami Prabhupada Siddhanta Prabhupada Bhakti Siddhanta Prabhupada 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 
प्रभु पाजया जया प्रभु पाजया जया गुरुरे 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 जया जया गुरुरे जय गौर प्रेमनंदी हरि हरि बो ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya So we are celebrating the holy appearance of his divine grace, the Bhakti Siddhanta Sarasvati Thakur, the divine and beloved spiritual master of his holiness, his divine grace, Srila A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami, Srila Prabhupada Ki, Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Sarasvati Thakur Ki Jai, Srila A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada Ki Jai. I need to get a Bhagavad Gita. So, Today's class will be on Srila Bhakti Sananta Saraswati Thakur Prabhupada and his glorious service. And his appearance day is today. We will read from Bhagavad Gita, so I'll do that in a little bit. So we won't start out with a verse, but we will get to a verse shortly. So, Namom. First, we chant some prayers to my spiritual master, the Guru Parampara. Omagana Timrandasya, Jananjanan Salakaya, Chakshurun Militam Jaina Tazma, Shri Guravena Maha. Shri Chaitanya Manobhisham, Shapitam Jaina Bhutale, Swayam Rupa Kadamayam, Dadantisva Padantikam. I was born in the darkest ignorance, and my spiritual master is opening my eyes with the torchlight of knowledge. Offer my humble obeisances under the dust of his lotus feet. Nama Om Vishnu Padaya, Krishna Prasthaya Bhutale, Srimati Tamal Krishna Goswami Tinamani. Nama Om Vishnu Padaya, Krishna Prasthaya Bhutale. Shrimati Bhakti Vedanta Swami Niti Namani Namaste Sarasvati Devi Gauravani Pacharni Nirvisesha Sunivari Pashkatiri Shatarani Namom Vishnu Padaya Krishna Prasthaya Bhutale Shrimati Bhakti Siddhanta Sarasvati Goswami Niti Namani Vanchakalpaturubhaischa Kripa Sinivasevacha Patitanam Pavanebio Vaishnavabio Namonamaha Jayashi Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda, Shri Advaita Gadadha, Shri Vasari Gaura Bhakta Vrinda, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. So this is an appearance day celebration. All glories to the beautiful celebration day of the appearance of His Divine Grace. Shri Bhakti Siddhanta Sarasvati Thakur, Shri Prabhupada. This is a half-day fast for those that do that kind of thing and want the extra mercy, a half-day fast today. 
Bhakti Siddhanta Sarasvati Thakur, Srila Prabhupada, is the divine and beloved spiritual master of His Holiness, Srila A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami, Srila Prabhupada, the founder Acharya of the International Society for Krishna Consciousness. And this shows us the disciplic line of the Hare Krishna movement, the bona fide disciplic line that goes directly from Krishna and it is what is called the Brahma Madhva Gaudiya Sampradaya. Sampradaya means disciplic line. And so Srila Prabhupada took shelter and accepted the shelter of his spiritual master, Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Sarasvati Thakur. And likewise, we do the same. We, uh, in order to become part of the disciplic line, we become initiated. We accept the shelter of a guru and we surrender to his or her instructions. This being connected is very important. The importance of having a guru for understanding Krishna consciousness. It is the most expansive, wide, wide, incredible, and difficult sometimes subject because it is Krishna. God Himself. The subject, the study of God Himself. Who is God? What does He look like? What are His attributes? What are His qualities? And and how does God reveal Himself? And it is a revealing science of God. Bhakti Yoga is the yoga of devotion. And by practicing this Bhakti Yoga, Krishna reveals Himself. And one of the most important things to do in bhakti yoga is to accept the shelter of a spiritual master and to agree to become a servant, a menial servant, and to follow the instructions of the spiritual master. And there's two kinds of spiritual masters. There's the diksha guru, the diksha who formally initiates you and gives you a new name. And the diksha initiating spiritual master is very prominent in your life. But there's also shiksha gurus. And shiksha gurus are advising gurus. And the relationship is just as formal as in a diksha. But you can have many shiksha gurus. And the preeminent shiksha guru for this movement is this divine grace, Srila A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Srila Prabhupada. So... Srila Prabhupada accepted the shelter of a spiritual master, Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Sarasvati Thakur. And likewise, Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Sarasvati Thakur accepted Guru. His Guru was Srila Gaurakishwar Das Babaji Maharaj. Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Sarasvati was born on February 6th. 1874 in Jagannath Puri. And he was on this planet until January the 3rd of 1937. In 1918, he accepted uh, sannyas from a photo of his guru, Maharaj, Sridhar Kishore Das Babaji Maharaj. I'm sorry, I don't have the date that he accepted initiation. But for many, many years he aspired for initiation from Gorkishwar Das Babaji. And Gorkishwar Das Babaji Maharaj had no uh, disciples. He refused to accept any disciples. 
And after uh, many years and, and, and begging and showing how much he, he uh, wanted to be the disciple of Gorkachar Das Babaji Maharaj, he was accepted. And his divine grace, Srila Bhakti Senat Sarasvati Thakur, was accepted as a Diksha guru, excuse me, Diksha disciple of Srila Gorkachar Das Babaji. And Part of Bhakti Siddhanta Sarasvati's illustrious life uh, was the founding of the Gaudiya Mat. He uh, founded uh, a movement to spread Krishna consciousness throughout the world. And the Gaudiya Mat had like 70, 80 centers in India, three centers internationally, I think in Germany, London, somewhere else. And he was known as the Lion Guru. The Lion Guru. Because he was a very uh, strong and forceful preacher of the Krishna consciousness philosophy as enunciated by Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. We follow in the line of Lord Chaitanya. And Lord Chaitanya's principal followers are the six Goswamis of Vrindavan. And they are Srila Rupa Goswami, Sanatan Goswami, Raghunath Das Goswami, Raghunath Bhatta Goswami, Srila Jiva Goswami, and Srila Gopal Bhatta Goswami. And Srila Rupa Nuga Goswami Goswami is the leader of our line from Lord Chaitanya. So we are all Rupa Nuga, followers of Rupa Nuga. We are Rupa Nuga Vaishnavas, following in the line of Srila Rupa Goswami. And so his divine grace, Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur, was a very staunch uh, preacher and would not compromise or placate or be uh, easily, uh, he wasn't afraid to say what needed to be said, particularly in targeting the caste system of India and the stranglehold of the Smarta Brahmins and the centralized practices of the Sahajas, especially in Radhakund, the Babaji's that, were uh, appeared to be great devotees, but were in fact uh, sahajas, meaning they were engaging in very centralized thoughts and activities that aren't in line with pure bhakti. It's very easy to become uh, enamored of Radha and Krishna and their uh, passionate uh, interaction and think this is the highest, and, and it is the highest, but... It has to be approached in the right way. You have to become pure. And if you're not pure, then you really shouldn't be trying to understand the intimate dealings of Krishna and the gopis. And the gopis are headed by Srimati Radharani. And so there, there will are always seem to be these persons that feel they can jump ahead of their advancement and begin to try to understand these esoteric uh, relationships. 
And it, it is very important that as part of the process of surrendering to a spiritual master and prosecuting Krishna consciousness nicely in preaching, that you advance in a uh, proper way. And that in due course of time, you'll become purified so that you can understand these relationships without becoming infected by mundane desires, by seeing the relationships as material or as mere material lust. There is no lust in Krishna's relationship with Radharani or anyone else. Krishna is the Supreme Personality of Godhead and His love is perfect and pure and spiritual. So there's no question of material, mundane interactions or lustiness. It's, it's simply not possible. But it's hard for us to understand that because we're stuck in a material body and we're affected by material lust. So, Bhakti Siddhanta Sarasvati Thakur was a staunch fighter against these persons that were engaging in practices that on the surface appeared to be spiritual, but were in fact uh, a bastardization or adulteration of the pure form of bhakti. And so he was reestablishing the way to become Krishna's devotee in the 20th century. And so he targeted the caste, caste system the system of of birth by birth saying okay you were born in a in a in a sudra family you were born in a dog eater family so so you're low low class the rest of your life you are you are branded and you are that's all you can ever be just because you're born in that family and he said no that is not the teaching the vedas the bhagavatam the the pure essence of teaching of krishna consciousness is that Anyone can become Krishna's servant. You become what you are by effort, practice, service. And that anyone with a disposition to try to understand Krishna is entitled to, is allowed to, and should be encouraged to practice Krishna consciousness. And they shouldn't be denied worshiping the deity, chanting Hare Krishna, offering prasad to the deity, doing all these bhakti activities that we do, they're not just for the realm of the smarta brahmins, the persons that are born into a Goswami family or a Brahminical family. Because it's it's not the, the title, it's not the name of the family that's important. It's the qualities that the person is born with. And so this was very radical for his time. And he was not afraid, Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur was not afraid to take on these persons that said, you can't preach Krishna consciousness to the fallen. This is only for Brahmins. This is only for Goswamis. He, no, that's not true. It's for everyone. And understanding that purely that Krishna is in everyone's heart and that every soul is beloved, Krishna's beloved, and every soul is entitled to and, and should perform Krishna Bhakti to understand who is the Lord. So he was very strong about preaching that and attacking the centralized practices of the Sahajas 
and was not afraid to very strongly uh, condemn them. And there was a pastime, they were, literally there was a fight over his Gorkishore Das Babaji Maharaj's remains. Where would he be, his samadhi be? And so, Bhakti Siddhanta Sarasvati Thakur made clear that he was the one and only disciple of Gorkishore Das Babaji Maharaj. And he was actually the, although there were others that would claim they were following, but he said, amongst these others, who can say that they are following strictly the rules and regulations? And none of them could answer. None of them were following the four regulated principles. No meat, fish, or eggs. No gambling. No intoxication. No illicit sex. And so they acquiesced. They said, yes, you're right. So Gorkashor Das Babaji, his uh, samadhi is in Mayapur at Chaitanya Mat. And uh, we know that the Gaudiya Mat was a powerful preaching tool. It published books. It sent out preachers. It opened centers. It built temples. And it, and it, it was, shook the foundations of the, of the smart caste Brahmin system. And so there was, uh, always, uh, uh, it was always a battle. And Bhaktisiddhanta Sarasvati Thakur ran the Gaudiya Mat strongly and always wanted to preach to the West. And he sent preachers to the West. And, and the Gaudiya Mat, uh, devotees so strongly, so, so, with such great effort, they worked so hard to uh, get rupees, paisa, and combine it to be able to send these uh, sannyasis to London, to Europe, but with very little real success. And Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur would often preach and say to his big sannyasi preachers, would you go to the West for me? No, Maharaj, I, I can't, I, I can't, I... I'm too attached to you. I have to stay here. Another one say, no, I, I could never learn English. I, I can't preach. I, I, you know, and, and so he would say this many times. And this is, this is documented by her grace, Mother Mula Prakriti Dasi. And she's left her body, but she was the disciple of Srila A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami, Srila Prabhupada. And, and in her remembrance tape of Srila Prabhupada, she did great research on this and, and, and talked to many Associates of Srila Prabhupada and found out this, this story, this pastime of how Bhakti Siddhanta Sarasvati Thakur had said many times, who will go to the West? And he would ask his disciples and no one would do it. And he said, that is all right. Abai, Abai Charanan Day, Abai Babu, he will go. And so Abai Charan is Srila Prabhupada, our Srila Prabhupada. And so, uh, it's a fascinating, uh, remembrance. So I highly recommend it of the Srila Prabhupada Remembrance Series, Mother Mula Prakriti. And, uh, she, uh, gives the pastimes where it's very clear that Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur was, was, was in group meetings, was telling the Gaudiya Mat, 
A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami, he will go. He will be. He wasn't, he wasn't a Swami at the time. But Abhay Charande, he will go. He will be the, the emissary that will take Krishna consciousness to the West in such a way that it will spread throughout the world. So that empowerment by Guru, Bhakti Siddhanta Sarasvati Thakur, empowering Srila Prabhupada to take Krishna consciousness to the West. Where would we be right now? If not for Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur, Srila A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Srila Prabhupada, our spiritual master, the, the leaders of this movement, the gurus of this movement, and, and, and the devotees in our own community that we're friends with, that we see every day, that, that connection that we have that's caused by our joining the movement and accepting a spiritual master, which is what Srila Prabhupada did, which Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur did. It's so important that we do that and then that we follow strictly their instructions. And if we do that, that connection is strong and it's, it's, it's a connection that, uh, nurtures us, right? If you're, if you have a, uh, a pipe, you're running water through it and it's, it's, it's flowing, so much can flow. But if it's constricted, if it's clogged up, then it can't, it can't flow through. You can't get the nourishment that you need. The medicine of chanting Hare Krishna has to be uh, delivered by the sincere practice of the devotee following the instructions of the spiritual master. And if that happens, then there can be fullness of health, spiritual health. And if it's not being done properly, if you're not practicing Krishna consciousness fully, then it's going to be slower. The flow will be less. So the persons we're talking about here are very special. Bhakti Siddhanta Sarasvati Thakur was a uh, was not only a uh, an incredible devotee of Krishna; he was a uh, the son of Bhakti Manoj Thakur. He was the birth child of Srila Bhakti Manoj Thakur, who was another guru in our Guru Parampara line. And so, uh, he was, his, his father, Bhakti Manoj Thakur, was in Jagannath Puri. And he prayed to Lord Jagannath for a soul to come and spread Krishna consciousness. Because he was getting a little older and he was busy with so many things. And he was a magistrate, and he actually he ran the temple in Puri. And so Jagannath, Lord Jagannath came to him in a dream and said, you know, I, I didn't bring you to Puri so that you could just be a judge, <laughs> be a magistrate. Yeah, I want you to preach and write and, and, and spread Krishna consciousness. <coughs> Excuse me. And so Bhaktivinoda Thakur said, well, Lord, why don't you send one of your associates? Why don't you send someone? that will help me in spreading this Krishna consciousness. So, Bhaktivinoda Thakur understood, then his wife became pregnant, and he understood this is this ray of Vishnu. This is uh, who Bhaktisiddhanta Sarasvati Thakur is, a ray of Vishnu, sent uh, to preach Krishna consciousness at the request of Bhaktivinoda Thakur. At birth... The umbilical cord was wrapped around him like a Brahmin thread. <laughs> uh, the Rathiatra cart stopped 
in front of Bakyamunod Thakur's house and would not move away from that point until Bakyamunod Thakur, his family, his wife came out and his wife was holding the child, the baby, Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur as a baby brought out to, to the, to the cart. And when it did, a garland fell off of Lord Jagannath and somehow found its way onto the child. Amazing, isn't it? So, the confirmation, a garland falling off Lord Jagannath on the Rathkart and, and falling onto Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur. Excuse me. Uh, in, in the 1880s, uh, Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati began his Harinam Japa as a, as a young man. He was born in 1874. So in the 1880s, really only under, not even 10 years old yet, he began his Harinam Japa, he began chanting Japa. In 1886, he began to publish Sanjana Toshini. And Sajana Toshini means the source of pleasure for the devotees. So this is a, a, a publication and uh, titled The Source of Pleasure for Devotees. So amazing, isn't it, to hear what these words mean. The source of pleasure for devotees. The source of pleasure for devotees is Krishna's pastimes, is understanding Krishna's relationship with the devotee, with us. The source of pleasure for devotees is to understand how Krishna is interacting in our lives to help us become his devotee. And and the per, and it, there's so much pleasure in that, in understanding that Krishna has empowered pure and perfect souls like Srila Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur and Srila Prabhupada and our spiritual masters to, to give Krishna to others. It's just astonishing. It's amazing. It's, it's overwhelming. And it gives pleasure to the heart to know that we're not just cast into the material world. No, Krishna loves us and he, he wants us to come back to him. So he sends these amazing persons. He comes himself. Krishna came, comes as Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to spread Nam Sankirtan, the chanting of the holy name throughout all the three worlds. It is to spread and save all the souls of this universe and bring them back home, back to Godhead by chanting Hare Krishna and following in the line of Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. It's so important to follow the teachings of the Acharyas and to accept them as our authorities. And not just to accept them as authorities, but to accept everyone as an authority. To accept the temple president, to accept the other devotees. Someone's instructing you, someone's helping you. They're an authority. Accept them. Be humble. Learn humility to uh, to accept that, you know, we can even learn from a dog. We can learn from the trees. Tolerance, patience, uh, uh, being as tolerant as a tree, more humble than a blade of grass. In fact, we have to have this attitude. We have to have this feeling. We have to have that consciousness in order to chant the holy name properly. And this was Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's in his, in his Shikshashtakam. Trinata piece of Suchena. In order to chant the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra purely, one should be more tolerant than a tree, more humble than a blade of grass, and ready to, to give all respects to others. 
and be devoid of any desire to receive respect from someone else. Wow. Everyone? Well, it's easy to do if it's just with the gurus or, you know, some authority in ISKCON. Well, yeah, the, the uh, 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 Prabhupada disciples, yeah, it's easy to say, okay, I offer my respects to you. But to those on the same levels as us, our God brothers, how about the new, new devotees that have come in? Can we, can we have that attitude with them? I'm supposed to give them my respect and not demand any respect in return. Be more humble than a blade of grass. Straw lying in the street is incredibly insignificant. And that's how insignificant we f- should feel ourselves to be. Tolerant, tolerating, tolerating, tolerating. As a tree tolerates everything. Doesn't complain. Doesn't try to move. Has to tolerate and is tolerant. And so we have to learn this kind of tolerance in order to chant the Holy Name purely. So it does take some time after we join, right? It, it, it's, it, and, and so we should take solace. We should take, uh, we should be, uh, inspired by the, uh, forebears, by the, the takurs, by the, the disciplic succession. Those Great acharyas, divine examples that came before us, like Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur. Before him, Srila Gorakishore Das Babaji Maharaj. Before him, Srila Bhakti Vinod Thakur. Before him, Srila Jagannath Das Babaji Maharaj. Before him, the six Goswamis of Vrindavan. Incredible personalities who are not gone. They haven't left the planet. They, materially, their bodies have left. Their body passes away, but they're so powerful and potent that they live in words. They live in the instructions, in the teachings, in the books that they left. And so our movement is based on books. <laughs> it is a movement of teaching persons, and we should be reading the books every day. And if you do, you get nourishment. You get spiritual and nourishment to become a pure devotee, a purer devotee. So, uh, actually, I did have down in 1901, Bhakti Saraswati Thakur accepted uh, initiation from Srila Gaur Kishore Das Babaji, 1901. And then in uh, 1918, he accepted sannyas from a photo, <laughs> a photo of his Guru Maharaj, Srila Gaur Kishore Das Babaji Maharaj. And I think there's only one photo of him in existence and uh, that's what an incredible uh, devotee Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur was. He could accept sannyas from a photo of his own Guru Maharaj. Uh, I wanted to read the pranam. They're actually called pranatis. I, I, for a long, I always called them pranam, pranam prayers. But the, the Sri Guru Pranam is Omagana Timrandasya Jananjaran Salakaya Chakshu Unmilitam Yena Tasma Sri Guru Vena Maha. The prayers to Sri Prabhupada and our spiritual masters are called Pranati. Pranati. So, of course, Nama Om Vishnu Padaya, Krishna Prasthaya Bhutale, Srimati Tamal Krishna Goswamini Tinomini. Nama Om Vishnu Padaya, Krishna Prasthaya Bhutale, Srimati Bhakti Vedanta Swamini Tinomini. Namaste Saraswati Devi Gauravani Pacharani Nirvishesha Sunyavari Pashkata Deshatarani. So now we come to 
His divine grace, Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Sarasvati Thakur, his pranati, Nama Om Vishnu Padaya, Krishna Prestaya Bhutale, Srimati Bhakti Siddhanta Sarasvati Iti Namine. What's the translation? I offer my respectful obeisances unto his divine grace, Bhakti Siddhanta Sarasvati, who is very dear to Lord Krishna, having taken shelter at his lotus feet. Srila Prabhupada has a second pranati. Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Sarasvati has uh, three more, three more pranatis. So let's read the next one. Sri Varsha Bhavan Nav. Shri Varshabhanavi Devi Daitaye Kripa Banja Krishna Sambanda Vignana Dayane Prabhave Namaha. And that is translated I offer my respectful obeisances to Sri Varshabhanavi Devi Daita Das, another name of Sri Bhakti Siddhanta Sarasvati, who is favored by Srimati Radharani and who is the ocean of transcendental mercy and the deliverer of the science of Krishna. So I remember reading this a few years ago and I saw it says another name of Bhakti Siddhanta Sarasvati is Srila Varsha Bhavanavi Devi Daita Das. And I said, whoa, Devi, Devi, that means lady, devotee, right? Srila Varsha Banavi Devi. And I asked His Grace Mahatma Prabhu in a class one time, many years ago, I said, what does that mean? It says Devi. And he said, yes, that one of his disciples had written this pranati and that Bhaktisiddhanta Sarasvati Thakur was impressed and, and almost surprised that he had written this because he had it had been revealed to the devotee that Devi, Devi, he gives him the name of uh, it, it, it. He was he was surprised because it refers to his uh, eternal position as a maidservant of Srimati Radharani, favored, and and the rest of the pranam mentions that who is favored by Srimati Radharani. And who is the ocean of transcendental mercy and the deliverer of the science of Krishna? This is this is proof. This shows that he is a um, he's favored by Srimati Radharani. That means he is a intimate servant of Srimati Radharani, and uh, he, as part of that, the the Brahma Madhvagodiya line, Rupanuga followers of Lord Chaitanya. They are oceans of transcendental mercy because, and they want to deliver the science of Krishna. So let's read more about Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Sarasvati by what we can learn from these pranatis about him. This is the third pranati. Madhur, Madhur Yojivala, Premadya, Sri Rupa Nuga Bhaktida, Sri Gaur Karuna Shakti, Vigrahaya Namostute, I offer my respectful obeisances unto you, the personified energy of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's mercy, who deliver devotional service enriched with conjugal love of Shishirada and Krishna. 
coming exactly in the line of revelation of Srila Rupa Goswami. Wow, the whole thing there. Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur is the personified energy of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's mercy. He delivers devotional service enriched with conjugal love. That means the proper understanding of Radha and Krishna's conjugal love will come from the spiritual master. It will come from the Guru Parampara. It will come when you properly follow. It's not something you can make up and try to understand on its own. It has to come in the line of revelation of Srila Rupa Goswami. Why? Because the Goswamis are basically, mostly, the maidservants of Srimati Radharani. They are the Manjaris. The Manjaris do not engage in conjugal pastimes with Krishna, but they are the servants, the little girl maidservants of Srimati Radharani. Even though they don't engage in those conjugal pastimes, they are still, they receive all of the same uh, bliss, all of the same interaction, because they are the servants of that relationship, which is completely spiritual. And so being the servants of that relationship, they get as much bliss as Srimati Radharani. In fact, they get more bliss. Because they are the servants of Radharani. And so this is a very, very uh, great uh, and confidential fact that you can become the intimate, loving servant of the, the divine couple, Shishi Radha Krishna. It, it is possible for any soul walking around. You can see people and it is, you can, it's amazing to think that person has within them the ability to become a pure devotee and to love Krishna purely if they follow these principles. It's not, it's not based on birth or qualification. It's based on qualifying yourself by your efforts in this lifetime. And in this lifetime, you can go back home, back to Godhead. If you get a spiritual master, you follow the principles, you chant Hare Krishna every day, you read the books, you understand these things. It becomes revealed from within your heart by the mercy of the spiritual master, by the mercy of the Guru Parampara and the Acharyas of our line. And and the Lord's just waiting. He's just waiting. I want you to come back. <laughs> I want you to understand this so you can come back and get out of this hell hole, this hellish earth which is half hell and half heaven, right? Basically, you know, it's light, it's dark. Half the day it's light, half the day it's dark. There's good, there's bad. And okay, no matter how much you try to get the good, no matter how much you try to enjoy, it's going to be, there's going to be a price to pay because you're going to have to suffer too. And it, it, it's, it's a mid-level planet. So there's equal amounts of hellishness and, and heavenly, you know, happiness. It, but it's not, it's not heaven. It's not happy. And even in heaven, there's no real lasting happiness. It, it, there's still suffering and death and discord and disagreement, even in heaven, where they enjoy very heavenly pleasures for a very long time. But still, they have to fall down from heaven and come to the mid-level planets, or worse, they misbehave. You know, there's hellish suffering. So we have to get out of the material world. Get We don't want heaven. We don't want hell. We don't want earth again. We want the spiritual world which is above all of that. 
It is where Radha and Krishna are enjoying their pastimes. And we can be connected by getting connected to this Guru Parampara, by getting connected to the spiritual masters of Srila Prabhupada. We can get connected to Prabhupada. We can get connected to Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Chakur, which is why they did what they did. And they dedicated their whole lives to it. And they didn't do anything else. This was all they cared about, was giving Krishna consciousness to others. We've seen it in their life. And if you read about them, read about Prabhupada and, and Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Chakur, and Bhakti Vinod Chakur, Gorkishardas Babaji Maharaj, that's all they cared about was giving Krishna to others. And they were relishing Krishna the whole time they were doing it. They understood who was Krishna. And so it, it's so amazing to think how this works. The line of revelation of Srila Rupa Goswami. This is what it's all about for us. And we have to spend the time that we have now, whatever how much time we have left in our life, we have to become qualified to understand the books, the teachings of the six Goswamis. They contain the essence of devotional service, of what we need to understand to go back home, back to Godhead, to be the servant of Radha and Krishna. Let's read the last pranati for Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati. Namaste, Gauravani, Sri Murtaye Dinatarine, Rupanuga Virudhapsiddhanta, Davanti Harine. Translation, I offer my respectful obeisances unto you who are the personified teachings of Lord Chaitanya. You are the deliverer of the fallen souls. You do not tolerate any statement against the teachings of devotional service enunciated by Srila Rupa Goswami. Amazing. You are the personified teachings of Lord Chaitanya. The teachings of Lord Chaitanya personified are, is the personality of Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur. Unbelievable. You are the, you are the deliverer of the fallen souls. The teachings of Lord Chaitanya are for that. They're for delivering the fallen souls. And in his life, he never tolerated any statement against the teachings of devotional service as enunciated by Srila Rupa Goswami. Because that was Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur's line. And what he learned, and he was a follower of the Goswamis. He, he appeared in the line. Literally, he was a baby born to Bhakti Vinod Thakur as his son. But, but even more, by his own effort as a devotee, he took initiation into the Brahma Madhva Gaudiya Sampradaya, in the line of the six Goswamis, headed by Sri Rupa Goswami. He accepted Gorkishar Das Babaji Maharaj. He accepted Bhaktivinoda Thakur, who was his father. The, so he, he, his Shiksha Guru at, from birth was Bhaktivinoda Thakur. His Diksha Guru was Sri Gorkishar Das Babaji Maharaj. Why did he do that? He didn't have to take initiation. He was the son of Bhaktivinoda Thakur. Why does he take? Because he showed us by his example. He set the example. Take Diksha initiation from a bona fide spiritual master. He could have, it, it would have been fine. He could have taken from Bhaktivinoda Thakur. I think he asked Bhaktivinoda and Bhaktivinoda Thakur said, no, go to Gorkishadas Babaji Maharaj. Go and, and take initiation. Diksha, you know, you already have my mercy. But be this example. The Acharya always sets the example. He sets the example of what to do. And by learning about the, the, pastimes of the Acharyas, 
we can become uh, enlightened and we can become uh, uh, enthusiastic. Enthusiasm is a is a very important part of uh, devotional life, isn't it? And it's easy to feel uh, a bit less enthusiasm right now because of COVID and everybody's locked up and we got to wear these masks and the temple's not open fully and we can't come together and do what is the essence of the Hare Krishna movement, which is chanting together congregationally the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. Krishna, Krishna, Hare, 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 Rama, Hare, Rama, 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 Hare, Hare. What attracted me to this movement was prashadam. Me personally, prashadam was a big part of that. But also, the biggest part was the kirtan, the Sunday kirtan. The devotees that would come and perform kirtan congregationally, you could feel something special. And it kept drawing me in week after week after week. And I started out in the back of the temple and I would get closer and closer and closer till finally I was chanting and dancing in the kirtan with the devotees. And we're not able to do that right now. And it's a great, great handicap. It's a great horribleness uh, that we can't come together. And it, it, it perhaps it took Krishna taking that away from us for a while for us to value it more. Because I know me personally, I, I wasn't valuing it enough before COVID. I wasn't coming enough and congregationally chanting. And now it's so uh, clear because we're cooped up in our houses and we some of us, we have to work from home. And, and so you don't even go outside very much. And so I, I, I sometimes when I go out and I just see a devotee, I'm like, wow. I'm looking at a devotee of Krishna. I'm looking at a Hare Krishna Iskand devotee. And I feel wonderful just seeing the devotee because otherwise I'm just on looking at a computer screen and I'm looking at my work or uh, some stupid material thing online. And it's like, this is where the pleasure is. And what I'm getting at specifically is the association of the devotees. The, the, the acharyas came to teach. And one of the important ways to understand their teaching is to associate with other persons that want to understand that those teachings as well. If you don't associate with devotees, you can't not become a devotee. You can't do it on your own. It's not going to work. And if it does, it will be unbelievably slowly. It's got to be done in the association of devotees because that's what gives us the corrections. That's where the anartas, when they come out of us, the dirty unwanted things that are bad in us, they have to come out. And then they can be dealt with. Then they can be cleansed by the interaction, by the association of more advanced devotees that can tell us, here's what you're doing wrong. Here's what you can do better. And if you have, your heart has to be open to accepting that that change, that cleansing, that advice, the whole relationship of authority. You have to accept the authority. There's got to be some authority in your life. If you don't have an authority, then your only authority is you and you're never going to change. You're never going to see what's wrong with you that needs correcting. And I'm just speaking for myself. There's so much still wrong inside my heart. There's so, so many dirty things. 
How do I clean it if I'm just sitting at home all the time or just chanting alone? Uh, you know, okay, there, there's, there's cleansing when you chant alone because you're following the instructions of your spiritual master. It's very important. You must do that. But there also has to be the association of devotees, especially when you have questions, especially when you get down. Isn't that, uh, I'm sure a lot of devotees are feeling that way, feeling down, feeling sad. It, it, you know, we don't get out. We, we're not doing anything. What's happening in the temple? Preaching? Ah, you know, yeah, it's not because of the circumstances in the material world. It has to be respected. We can't let devotees get COVID because the main way COVID is spread is by singing. The, or one of the worst ways it's spread or most vicious ways is, is, is get a big group of people in a small room and let them all sing. If one person has COVID, by the time they all walk out, the whole room will have COVID. So it, it, our response as a temple has been important to not let it be, uh, let this thing devastate us, devastate our bodies. Because we've got to keep our bodies to do devotional service to go back to Godhead. So it's very important. We don't just sit there and say, we're not our bodies. Yeah, we're not our bodies. That's true. But we still have to take care of our bodies. And we have to use everything in Krishna's service. It's yukta vairagya. Not dry, not dry, you know, just I'm going to give up the whole world. I'm going to live in a forest, live in a mountain. No. It's about using everything in Krishna's service. That's the kind of, uh, and, and denying ourselves, denying uh, our desire to enjoy the material energy. No, don't enjoy the material energy for your own sense gratification, self-satisfaction. Use the material energy to satisfy Krishna's senses. And everything can be used in Krishna's service. So, I promised to read a verse from Bhagavad Gita. It's getting late for me. And I will. And so, I was going to look in the index. And the topical index and and read, okay, what does it say about surrender? Because one of the things that you we see in the very advanced devotees is a level of surrender that is uh, quite incredible. How they can surrender uh, themselves wholly, completely. And, and you might say, well, they, he was born Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur. Yes, but he still was born. He still had a material body. He still had senses. And, but he made the decision not to try to enjoy his senses. He, did, he said, no, my senses are for Krishna. And so uh, we can't say that they, he had some special benefit that we don't have. Because we've met him now. We've we've met Prabhupada. We've met our spiritual master, and we can know all these personalities through our effort in Krishna consciousness. We can know who they are, and we can know uh, that that can help us in our struggle. So, under surrender to Krishna, acceptance of by pious three eighty nine. So let's look at that page three eighty nine. Because we have to hear something from Srila Prabhupada. I want you to hear his voice, not just mine. And I thank you for listening, for tuning in today, and for your attention, for your kindly listening to a fallen soul like me, trying to uh, glorify 
it's impossible for me to do it properly or adequately because Srila Bhakti Sananta Saraswati Thakur, what he did and who he was is is unbelievable. And it, it really it's just, I, I can't do the topic justice, but I'm trying. Um, this is nice. Jai Shishi Arakalachanji Ki Jai. So, Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Chatur Vida Bhajanti Mam. Jana Sukratino Arjuna. Arto Jignashur Atarti. Atharti. Jnani Cha. Barhat Sarbaha. This is chapter 7, text number 16 of Bhagavad Gita, as it is, by His Divine Grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami, Shri Prabhupada Ki Jai. Translation. O best among the Bharatas, four kinds of pious men begin to render devotional service unto me. The distressed, the desirer of wealth, the inquisitive, and he who is searching for knowledge of the Absolute. Purport. Unlike the miscreants, there are adherents of the regulated principles of the Scriptures. And they are called Sukratina, or those who obey the rules and regulations of Scriptures, the moral and social laws, and are, more or less, devoted to the Supreme Lord. Out of these, out of these there are four classes of men, those who are sometimes distressed, those who are in need of money, those who are sometimes inquisitive, and those who are sometimes searching after knowledge of the absolute truth. These persons come to the Supreme Lord for devotional service under different conditions. These are not pure devotees because they have some aspiration to fulfill in exchange for devotional service. Pure devotional service is without aspiration and without desire for material profit. The Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu 11.11 defines pure devotion thus, Anyabilashita sunyam jnano karmadi anarvatam anukulyena krishna krishna nu silanam bhaktir uttama Translation, one should render transcendental loving service to the Supreme Lord Krishna favorably and without desire for material profit or gain through fruit of activities or philosophical speculation. That is called pure devotional service. When these four kinds of persons come to the Supreme Lord for devotional service and are completely purified by the association of a pure devotee, they also become pure devotees. As far as the miscreants are concerned, for them devotional service is very difficult because their lives are selfish, irregular, and without spiritual goals. But even some of them, by chance, when they come in contact with a pure devotee, also become pure devotees. So thank you uh, for listening in and thank you uh, Bhagavad Gita for revealing this nice understanding. 
By the association of a pure devotee, you become a pure devotee. Can we associate with Bhaktisiddhanta Sarasvati Thakur? Yes, you can. We don't jump over our guru to understand him, but we follow his teachings. So it's very important not to try to jump over the spiritual master to, but, but it, it is, it's absolutely proper and right to request mercy from the great acharyas and the preceptors in the line of devotion. We can pray to them and ask for their mercy and ask for their help and assistance. And that's associating with them. So again, thank you for listening and tuning in today on this holy day of Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Sarasvati Thakur's appearance. Such a amazing, blessed day and a day for celebration and a day half day fast and then a feast. And so uh, I'm sorry the temple's not more open to allow for our usual feasting, but hopefully that's going to change soon. And especially if all the devotees will chant and pray and do kirtan at home, then hopefully this uh, uh, material uh, barrier to devotion that will be uh, temporary, more temporary, and will be gone soon. Thank you very much. Hare Krishna. Thank <laughs> you.